Who's your provider? Who's your mind regulator? Hallelujah. Amen. So who do you have faith in? That settles it. Y'all ready to go home? (laughs) All right, the worship is king. They have watered the ground. I believe God has a word to plant in your spirit today. We're going to continue teaching on having faith in God. This teaching is unto transformation. You got to know that God has designed, he wanted you to get this word today. That's why you had to be here. Because this word today is life-changing. God works through faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and not from your friends, hearing the word of God. It's not an accident that you're here today. God's going to bypass you, and he's going to strengthen your faith today. Sometimes we won't even ask for God to strengthen our faith, but that's his job. He's got to do that because he works through faith. And in order for heaven to inherit the earth realm, we got to have faith. Thy kingdom come into the faith, and then thy will is done. I want the faithful people to shout Jesus. All right. Let's read the word together. This is our theme scripture for the month. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. That means we're going to stay in victory by faith. Amen. Faith got us here. Faith will keep us here. All right, um, today, two passages of text. I'm going to read first from the Old Testament according to Joshua chapter number one, and then we're going to hear from Paul in Galatians chapter number two. So it's Joshua one, chapter one, verse one. Joshua chapter number one, verse number one. Joshua chapter number one, verse number one. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you're giving us, Lord, to feast at your table. We thank you for leading us into unadulterated worship, Lord God, that set us free. And who has set set us free is free indeed. 
Uh, Lord, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross that we could become believers. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to hear from you. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Father, we declare that we are your church. So take every thought captive, that we will be fully attentive to you. Come now, speak to our spirit. For we desire, God, to hear what thus says the Lord. We thank you. And Father, as I stand here, I declare that I am not the preacher nor the teacher. But let your spirit manifest that it may come and teach and preach to us today. So that after all is said and done, you'll be glorified and your body will be edified. I surrender and submit my will to you, God consecrate me that you may be glorified today in Jesus name amen all right <clears throat> beginning at verse 1 Joshua says after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun Moses assistant saying Moses my I'm <clears throat> Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the rivers of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and go <clears throat> and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. <clears throat> verse, five, verse five, hear this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Mm, that's what God told him. Isn't that good? Then he also told him this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I got to pause right there and let you know that God is no respecter of persons. As he was with Moses, so shall he be with you. Mm, go ahead and tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Then he said, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give, to give them. Only, he says again, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Do not turn from the left or the right, that you may prosper. Do not turn for the left 
go ahead and tell God, don't help me not turn. All right, now turn to Galatians chapter number two. Verse number 14. Ready? Amen. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of the Gentile and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith in, help me out, Jesus Christ. Even as we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in and not by works in the of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by we ourselves are found sinners is therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If I go back and do the things that I used to do before Jesus came in and saved me and broke me up the law and set me free, then I find myself transgressing. I want to talk to the people who want to progress and not transgress. For, 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 I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to. Mm -hmm. I have been crucified with. It is no longer I who live, but lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. As we hear God speaking to Joshua, the word of God, the word is coming out of God's mouth to Joshua. And he's saying, be strong. I want you to know that faith cometh by hearing. And if God says, be strong, I believe he wants you to have strong faith. Amen. 
He's going to build your faith today. And I, it, I, I, I want you to meditate on this. Faith is not about you. You may be seated <laughs> in the presence of the Lord. Um, in this particular text, I find that Joshua is standing before the Lord and the Lord speaks to Joshua candidly like he's speaking to you today. He tells Joshua, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. I believe Joshua already knew that Moses was dead, even though they had no evidence because they could not find his sepulcher. There was no remains of Moses, yet God comes to Joshua and tells him that his servant Moses is dead and then tells Joshua, arise and go. The good news is God did not stop right there. He had a deeper message for Joshua and he begins to tell Joshua about the promises that he has always had for his people. God's promises have never changed. God's promise is to prosper you. God's promise is to move you by faith. It is God doing it and not you. In order for God to do it, he has to increase faith. Thereby, his word brings forth the increase in faith. That's why it is important for you to be in the word, because if you are in the word, your faith is being increased as you are in the word. If you are sitting under the word and you hear the word, um, your faith is being increased. You are developing what's called strong faith because faith cometh by hearing God's word and God's words make the other words you've heard from man become little as his word enlarges in you. Understanding that <clears throat> God speaks to Joshua and I believe he's telling you, be strong and be of good courage. Now notice when he says this, he has a prelude to this and he tells them that no matter wherever you go, nobody will be able to overtake you. Mm-hmm. Child, I got the victory. You have to know, you have to know that you have given people too much control in your life. You have allowed people to dictate how you feel. You have allowed situations to control your emotions. You have allowed what you don't have to bring you down when you have everything. You have to understand that in this world system, the world wants you to go through your ups and downs because the world is predicated on ups and downs. But we have a choice. We have a God who changes not. He is always consistent. And when you remain in him, when the ups and downs of the world come, it does not affect you because you have the word that is holding you. Thereby, God speaks faith 
into Joshua because if you understand, Joshua was walking with Moses this whole time and he was his assistant. But now he's faced to become a leader. The law is now dead. And now Joshua is being told to arrive. It is a picture of when you lived in the law and you were operating in the flesh and God came along and killed your flesh man and gave you the spirit man through grace. So that now you are no longer up under the law, but now under grace through faith. So then the law cannot condemn you because everybody is justified by faith and not justified by works. So then the works of Moses are no longer, listen, are no longer how Joshua moves because now he, there is a new movement. He is moving following God and not following man. Thereby, when God brought you out of the world, you are no longer to follow man's standards, but you are to follow what God has to say. But the man in this world has always been trying to bring you down by hurts and disappointments and things that happen in life that are out of your control. But you tend to allow the things that happen to affect you when God has listened God is telling you to let him have all of you in other words when he tells to Joshua arise he's telling you arise above whatever happens in your life because I'm above that and I'll bring you up to it and you'll have victory over as long as you can get your mind out of what they're trying to do you have to understand that the world system is trying to suck you in like a vacuum because God has so many promises for you. And, and so the world system is trying to delay the promises of God to, to come into fruition in your life. So he speaks to Joshua and reminds him of the promises. And then he tells Joshua, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. He further, he further tells him, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, if you understand that, you have to understand <clears throat> that when God gave you his spirit, he has given you a vehicle called grace, <clears throat> a vehicle called faith through grace. Because of grace, you have this vehicle called faith. Faith will take you everywhere you need to go. As long as you don't keep trying to go back and follow the law. What law? The law of the, your memory. You know how your mind will try to figure stuff out? Your mind of the world is messed up. God's system is perfect. And so he wants you to believe what he has to say, not what you have to say. And you've been caught up on you. So you always have something to say. The problem is you listen to you too much. Uh, and you are no longer, that law is dead. You are not under that law. And so we, we, we see here in the text, a picture of us. And God is saying to you, it's time to arrive. And this time, 
He's giving you faith so that you won't go back to doing what you used to do. And the only reason why you did what you used to do is you spend too much time with you. But the you is really dead. So you are really trying to access dead stuff. Yeah. Because when Christ came, he raised you up and crucified your flesh. But yet, we do not like the feeling of not being in control. We suffer from control freak syndrome. There's, there's three things, three things I want, three things I want you, I, I want to talk to you about today. Number one, because we're going to deal with developing strong faith, okay? So, so to develop strong faith, the first thing you're going to have to do is stop doubting. Number two, you're going to have to learn to trust God. And number three, you're going to have to die to yourself. And this time, we cannot have no resurrection party. So, so, so in, in, in the text, he, God shows up to strengthen the faith of Joshua because, because God knows Joshua, just like God knows you. So God says, I got to strengthen your faith. So the first thing he wants you to know is every promise that he promised you, you got it. And the reason why you haven't accessed it is because you need to access it through faith. And the reason why you have not accessed it through faith is because there's been something that's been causing doubt. Let me tell you something here. It's a secret. You. You. You can't blame doubt on anyone else. It's you. Because doubt is flesh. Faith is God. Ah! And if you give God full access, then doubt has to leave. But when you give him partial access, then doubt, you give him reason to stay. But God wants all of you and not some of you. Ah! Uh. Somebody, I heard somebody tell me, a very wise man said, you need to be a hundred percenter. <laughs> and, and, <clears throat> so, so James says it this way. He says, he says, faith without works is dead. So faith should produce work. But there's something that happens with man that causes us to doubt. Doubt is because your imagination brings forth the old. You cannot put old wine in new wine skins and expect it to hold. Thereby, 
when you doubt, you give access for old memories to come. Now get this. We have faith to move us into the movement of God. When you doubt, you open the door of confusion. Then you become confused because doubts are assimilated through human thoughts. Where does doubt come from? You. Doubt doesn't come from God. You have a choice to doubt God or not. The reason why you doubt him is because you're not hearing enough word. Because faith comes by hearing. And you've been hearing too much from other folks. You've been hearing too much from the news. Huh? You've been hearing too much from you. You know how you'll sit there and talk your own self out of a blessing? Just think yourself right on out of it. God didn't already put it in your spirit. And you let your mind just start going crazy. Well, what if this? And what if that? And what if this don't happen? And what if that don't happen? And all everything is confusing. Am I talking to the right folks today? You know who God is. Go ahead and say, I shout, I know. You know who God is. You know that he can fix anything. And sometimes you will allow somebody else's mistake to cause you from believing God. Ooh-wee. So he tells Joshua, Joshua, I got to speak faith into you because I've chosen you. You didn't choose God. He chose you. And so he says, Joshua, don't worry about nothing because I'm with you. And and now think about this for a minute because I know, I know I'm not the only one. But there's sometimes you say, God, I just don't know. I believe you, but I just, I just don't. That don't even make sense. Number one, you're speaking from faith, and then you start speaking from you. I believe you. That's God. I just don't know. That's you. So now there's confusion in the atmosphere. God speaks to Joshua, so Joshua is not confused. But Joshua does have some fear. And God knows that he has fear, so he said, Joshua, as I was with Moses... I'm going to be with you. Joshua said, okay, God, but I'm in this flesh. I can't work it like Moses. I dropped my stick and it didn't turn into nothing. God, I, I can't make water come out of a rock. And God, when I raised my staff, Did nothing happen to the waters? God said, I'm, listen, I'm not, listen, it wasn't Moses who did that anyway. Quit trying to be a Moses. What I called you to do is not about anybody else. This is about me and you. And as I was with Moses, 
so shall I be with you. You don't have to be a cheap copy of Moses when you can be a perfect copy of who you are, Joshua. Joshua. Uh, Moses didn't do that. You watching the wrong show. This is not a flesh thing. This is a faith thing. I use Moses. Moses was operating by my auspicious glory. It was my power, not Moses' staff. Moses raised his staff, but I opened up the sea. It was Moses' faith, but it was his God that brought the water out of the rock. It wasn't Moses who led the people out. It wasn't Moses who had Pharaoh let him go. It was Moses' God. Joshua, if you stay connected to me, then I can use you the way I use Moses. What am I saying? God wants you fully connected to him. So Paul, Paul, he, he's teaching and he wants us to not doubt. And James says in verse 1 and 6, can you throw it up on the board? Uh, he talks about doubting. Now, let me, let me see if I can illustrate doubt. But now he says, now if you're going to ask God, ask God in faith. Wait, 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 wait. Ask God in faith in him. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So ask God in the hope of the glory of God that's already in you. When you do that, that then it lines up with John 5 and 14. It says, this is the confidence that I have in approaching God that if I ask him anything, he hears me. And if he hears me, I know I have what I've requested. Now understand, oh yeah, I should have got two of you happy. But if you don't come approach him with confidence, you approach him uh, like you afraid of your situation. See, when you approach God with fear and trembling of a situation, that's one thing. But when you approach God with fear and trembling of him, that's a whole nother thing. He wants that fear and trembling, knowing that he's all powerful. Well, when you come into the thrills of God, you ought to come to God asking him by faith, knowing that you already have what you're asking him for, because you're asking from the spirit man, which is the faith that he put in you and showing him that you believe him. You approach God like this. I know you got it. Give it here. See, see, when, when you know, see, some of us can approach people better than we approach God. Oh, I know so-and-so, they got it. They'll let me have it. And people approach you trying to get. But if you go to God, Instead of them. See, sometimes you'll get what you don't ask for. You approach the wrong people. 
And, and sometimes you approach the people for the word of God because you won't study it yourself. It says study and show yourself approved. And if you're too lazy to study at home, get here on Wednesday. We can study together. I ain't scared. And nothing wrong with being lazy. You know, baby steps. Get here on Wednesday. We'll get with the Bible out. We'll keep it going. So, so listen, because it builds confidence. So God will allow some, some stuff to happen in your life so that he can build your faith. And then you approach his throne. You did that, you're going to do this. And see, you know he heard you. So you won't keep asking him over and over from a begging pretense. I remember, I remember. I said, God, my daughter got sick. Um, she was eight years old. She was diagnosed with leukemia. Took her to the hospital. They said, if she get a fever, we're going to start chemo. If she get a fever, um, she's not going to make it. Um, they started the chemo. Um, she got a fever and went into a coma that night. That night, I stayed up all night begging God to save my daughter. The next night, after begging him all day, the next night, I did the same thing because I had no idea about faith yet. And God spoke to me. He said, why are you begging me? to give her more years instead of thanking me for the eight I already gave her. I'm going to talk about rejoicing in the Lord. Because when you have faith in God, you'll just mess up and start rejoicing. Something happened inside of me, and all I could describe it is, is faith. Because I woke my wife up and said, listen, we're going to praise God. And I said, then we're going to read a chapter of the Bible. So I read Job 1. And then we praise God. We sang some songs unto the Lord, thanking him for the eight years that he had gave me to take care of his baby. And we read another chapter and we went into praise and then worry left and doubt left because I was rejoicing in the Lord for the eight he had already given me. When I got to the seventh book, my daughter opened up her eyes and said, Daddy, I'm hungry. And God blessed me with 12 more years of life because I was able to position myself in the faith and just believe him and thank him for being who he is over the eight years. He, he teaches us to not doubt him and rejoicing will cause doubt to leave. So the enemy is going to keep trying to get you to doubt. Can you put it back up there one more time? The enemy wants you to keep doubting God. How many of you have a problem with doubt from time to time? Yeah, uh-huh. You all did. Because we're serving benediction on that devil. And when doubt comes in, you're going to rejoice yourself right out of it. Says, but let him ask in faith without doubting. Because doubting 
is contrary to God's movement. So when there's doubt there, God, you're saying, God, you don't have access to move because of doubt. Doubt came from your thoughts. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So what happens, if I could get you to see it, is you believe God. The enemy tells you a lie and starts getting you to doubt God on the what if he don't. How about just stay with what if he does? Amen. And then start praising him when the enemy starts. See, when he start coming in, you got to know how to get him out. Praise will run the enemy out of your mind. And so, listen, when you doubt God and he is giving you faith, this is what, what's happening. You have faith in your spirit, man. And you're here. And you have the faith. But up here... It's pulling you over here to, to doubt. And so I'm doubting God. Oh, but I got to get back over here. I'm believing God. Oh, I'm breathing God. I'm doubting God. I mean, you're being tossed to and fro. That's what's happening to you. So God is lining up the blessing for you here. But before it gets to you, you done ran over here and doubted. But somehow you're going to have to just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. No matter how long it takes, God. Listen, God does not work on your time. But I'm here to tell you, God says, I will get it done for my people. He, then Paul, Paul begins to talk to us in Galatians. And Paul says a couple things. First thing Paul does, he, he addresses Peter. Because Peter is sitting up there being a hypocrite. But don't be too hard on him. Because you might get exposed in a minute. Because hypocrisy is a mind thing. God is a faith thing. <laughs> and your mind is steadily trying to be hypocritical. Because you want God to forgive you for your sin, but you don't want God to forgive somebody when they stuck in their sin. Especially if they did it to you. Mm. Ah. Oh, wait, wait. Paul, Paul, Paul is so raw that he addresses the apostle Peter in front of everybody because he knew Peter's influence. And Peter was trying to get them to judge people by their mind. So Peter was saying, don't eat with them. They Gentiles. But he already knew that faith saved everybody. It wasn't the works that got him in. Because God's not impressed by works, Jews or Gentiles. God's not impressed by you. He does you anyway. And without him, you could do nothing. So you could never impress God with work. And so you got to get it out of your mind. Like Paul had to come and get it out of Peter's mind. Peter, you tripping. How you going to not eat with them? Because you say they done this and that. Peter 
is caught slipping. Wait, wait, who is Peter? Peter is the one Jesus said upon this rock. I'll build my church. But yet, yet Peter still needed somebody to come along and preach to him. Oh. Well, just because you've been in church for 45 years don't mean you too, you, you, you too seasoned to get a word from God. He sent Paul, the chief sinner that God saved, to give Peter a word. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. Peter, you need to be built up too. Every now and then, everybody needs to hear a word from God so that their faith will be strengthened. Two things. Last two things. Then he says that we, we have to. The second thing that is a violation of the strong faith coming into the fullness is trusting God. Proverbs 3, 5. Put it on the board, please. Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord. Go ahead. Say it. Say it again. Who are you going to trust in? When? Okay. Now and always. Always, okay. So it says, trust in the Lord with. So wait, wait, wait. You can give man your whole heart. And man has messed it up. But you won't give God your whole heart. It says trust him with all your heart. Not 99.9%. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you could give that joker your heart, surely you can give the God who gave you that joker. <laughs> Not some of your heart, 100%. I got, I'm all your. Now, here, here's what that means. God, listen, I trust you with whatever happens to me. See, you got to get out of it. God, I, I trust you if, you if you do this for me. And I'll do this if you, you big, we just lie. Telling God we're going to do that. We can't do nothing without God. How you going to proposition God? And all, we all done it before. He said, and, and now get this, and what? And lean not on your what? In other words, you got to get all of it out of your mind because this is a faith walk, not a flesh walk. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Say this is a God thing. And if you are trusting him and allow him to have his way, then listen, God will move quickly and methodically. And when he moves, he moves you into the promises that he has for you. What has been slowing everything up is you have got out of the movement of God because you have tripped on your own understanding. God, why is this happening? And why is that happening? Why is that? And it don't matter why it's happened. All you know is that God is in charge of it and he don't make no mistakes and he can do everything except fulfill you. So why don't you just trust him? He's proven his case. Come here for a minute, Paul. 
He says, and lean not on your own understanding. See, God will hold you up. But you trying to lean on your own <laughs> understanding. And every time you've leaned so far, you've fallen. You've fallen from faith. And you have been tripped up. And things have been denied or delayed. But God says he's strengthening you today. Now your faith, when you get ready to lean, your faith is just going to stand anyway. And after doing all this stand, it's going to stand there. Because, listen, the word of God will bypass your mind and just hold you even when you don't want to be held. It'll just hold you up. Even when you don't think you're worthy to be held, it'll just hold you up. It will hold you while it cleans you. It will hold you while it blesses you. It will hold you while it strengthens you. The word of God will hold you. Soon as God show you something, you start running ahead of God. And trying to think out how you want him to bless out. I know I'm talking to a few of you. God said, I'm leading you here. And when you see the door open, you didn't move in the furniture you want. You didn't surround yourself with the cheerleaders you want on the team. So when God begins to move the furniture around, you got doubt and problems because you put your thoughts in it instead of putting your trust in it. Ah. We're going to get ready to go home because we're just about done. So, so Paul, he, he, he teaches this last point. He, he says in Galatians 2.20, he says, he says, I've been crucified. Go ahead and say I'm crucified. I've been crucified with Christ. What does that mean? That means that you died with him. Your thoughts died with him. Your opinions died with him. I, I, I like when Jesus, Jesus is so raw. He, he was teaching the disciples while he was on the planet. He was teaching them, and he teaches so methodical. He said, he said to the disciples, who do man say that I am? He said, some say you Elijah. Some say you a prophet. Then he said, okay, who do you say I am? Because he wanted them to know and understand you can't depend on people for nothing. Don't you be trying to listen to what they say God is. There's a whole group of people right now trying to lead people away from God. And there's a whole lot of folks drinking the Kool-Aid. You want to know why? Because they didn't have the faith in them. They were going to lukewarm churches who wasn't pouring faith in them. But God is imparting faith in you today. So that after doing all this stand, 
when the enemy comes in one way, he's going to end up fleeing seven different ways because your faith is being made strong today. And no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. For you are the children of God. You are the chosen of God. And God says, I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. That's right. It says, now get this. I have been crucified with Christ. Now, Now read with me. It Stop right there. It's no, read that again because y'all didn't want to read right. One more time. Is that the truth? All right. You know that now, right? It is no longer I who live. So next time you start to have a pity party, remember, I'm inviting confusion in. I'm going to be doubting God. Let me nail myself back to the cross because this is not about me. This is about Christ who liveth in me. It is I who no longer live. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. He has given you new thoughts that come through faith so that when it don't look right, you can call those things that are not as though they were and wait on to become because you know that you are a child of God. It wasn't natural for water to come out of a rock. But Moses believed God and spoke. But it's no longer I who live, but, 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 so no matter what's going on in your life, but, I don't have enough money to pay the rent, but, uh, people are talking to me about me, but, uh, it looks like I'm not going to get the job, but, uh, I, listen, they told me I'm an outcast, but, Things don't look right around you, but y'all got to pause for a minute because we have an app and I've been, I've been meditating on a word that was preached Wednesday called farmer's faith. Log on to the app. It's going to help you. Pastor Harold spoke like God just dropped him out of heaven. It's going to help you, but let me close up with this. It's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Watch this. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Okay? Stop blaming it. Okay? Forget it. Here's how you do it. The life you now live in the flesh, your flesh is weak. But your faith is strong. Put your faith on top of your flesh. Feed your faith. And stop feeding your flesh so much. I now live the life and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith. Where? 
Your faith isn't in people. Your faith isn't in the pastor. Your faith isn't in the church building. Your church is in, your faith is in you. The Christ in you. It's deposited in you. That's the faith that you have to rely on. That faith is in God. Not, listen, we put more faith in people than we do in God. And that's a problem. Because when they let you down, I said when. What no if. Let me tell you something. You can't be in a relationship with nobody and not get a letdown. I want all the people who've been in a relationship and never got let down before to just stand up and start shouting. I didn't think so. I want all the people who've been let down and God raised you up to give him a praise for raising you up above all that has happened to you. God is faithful to raise you up. Your faith in the Son of God who loves you and gave himself for you. Ephesians 6 and 10, and we're going home with this word. And we stop by the, the listen, we stop by the grocery store. Somebody about to get blessed by running into you. Because you are lit up like a Christmas tree right about now. You look different. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in him. Not you. Get out. God has great plans for you. So he says, whatever's been holding you down, loose them and let them go. Now he says, arise. Whatever has happened, you're above it. I don't care how bad it was, how bad it looked. God was working it out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If you believe that, you ought to tell them thank you for making you strong. Go ahead and shout, I'm strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord. You ought to walk around this. Folks say, what you doing? I'm strong in the Lord. About me, there's an inner thing going on here. God is doing something. I've been focusing on me, but I'm dead now. I got it. The law of Felix is dead. Arise up, Jesus. Arise up.
Let's take care of kingdom business right here on earth. Let my faith be activated in this earth realm. I allowed it to happen so that you would know how powerful I am. And I vested my power in you so that you could be a game changer. He chose you so that he could be your deliverer, so that he could be your provider. Listen, you don't come to church to work for faith. You hear the word. So faith works for you. Stop trying to do the work. Let the faith in God work for you. What faith? Dogmatic, unrestricted faith. Let them talk about you. And while they're talking about you, start rejoicing. Sometimes we hear them talking about us, and then we, we believe it. My six-year-old son came to me the other day and said, Dad, uh, they, they call me name. I don't know what they call you. And he told me, I said, is it true? He said, no. I said, then, why are we having this conversation? He said, because it wasn't nice. I said, okay. Do you forgive him? He said, I don't know. <laughs> look, look. See, so some of us need to tell the truth, too. And so I told him, I said, well, God will help you forgive him. But the first thing you have to realize is who's talking to you. What does your daddy tell you about you? He says, you love me, that I'm going to do great things, that God is watching over me. He began to recite the things I've been pouring into him. And we got to be careful on who we allow in our ear. Some of you need some sp um, spiritual scissors to start cutting some folks out of your ear so that the word of God will enter into your ear and build the faith that he has put in you into the strong faith that he's given you to. Go ahead and shout, I receive it, and give a praise. Everybody rest to your feet. It's time to go.